Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 37, The Call. Now, I wish uh, The Call was a margin call to the hedge funds, but it's not. Uh, but I'll get to the call in, in a second. Let's talk about Tuesday. Um, it was a it was a good day, nice strong day and a nice strong finish. Um, so that's always good. I'll take that. It wasn't. Uh, we're still you know we're still fighting to get over forty eight. It's going to be a battle. But once we get over 48, who knows, you know? I mean, there's 50 right there, right at 50, and who knows how long it'll take us to get through the 50s and into the 60s, and we'll see where we end up. But good progress. Now, I, um, I've i gotten kind of a late start here on the podcast. So pre-market's been open for about an hour, and uh, we're down, we're down to 46.66. So four six. Six six great, um, so that you know the red candles showed up. Whether it was all us apes waking up at you know one in the morning, four in the morning, <laughs> take our profits, <laughs> or it was somebody else manipulating the stock, attacking it, trying to drive it down because they know what's coming. And, you know, trying to stop the inevitable. Anyway. Um, but I felt pretty good. It was a good day. And, uh, I was out running some errands and I got a call from a friend, really good friend. One of the guys I went out to California with, and you know, it's funny. I've talked about what, as an ape, what your relationship to other apes is going to be like in the future. That if this MOAS happens and you get your life-changing money, these these were the people that helped you achieve those goals. And you're going to have a bond with those people. Well, this particular friend I have a special bond with. We didn't really know each other in college all that much, really. Um, he, he was sort of, um, I knew somebody that knew him. And we all wanted to go out to California so I didn't know him very well before we, we went out there, but we went out there and we all, we, there was a group of us, there was four guys, and we all, you know, pulled our money so we could find a place to rent. And we supported each other. Um, one of us really went off to have a career actually, you know, producing TV shows, not, not me, not the friend I'm talking about, um. But our other friend, our mutual friend that we had, he he actually went off and had a you know decent career doing um, uh, television shows for uh, I think Cartoon Network. But uh, I have a special bond with this person because we were there, we went through it. Remember, I told you about the job that I took after I got fired. It, he was the he was the guy that got me the job, for better or worse. It's not his fault. I can't blame him. I asked for the job even though I, I didn't particularly like it. Anyway, and we've been, you know, friends ever since. Sometimes you have very good friends, and you, you know, you you 
get out of touch with them. You know, you stop talking and you won't talk to that person for years, decades sometimes. And other people, you really, you just, you know, every week, every month you touch base, you're there. So this is a very good friend. Now, he's also, uh, he does he does a lot of investing. And he knows a lot more than I do about the market, about investing, and all this stuff. And he's been, for years, you know, he and his um, former wife, they, you know, they would, they would buy, you know, properties and flip them. And then he got in the market, and he does he does a lot of stuff, a lot of investing. And again, I'm very conservative in my investing, only a few purchases, and I would sit on them for, like, retirement. So anyway, um, had a good day, was running some errands, and I got a, a call from my friend. Now, initially, when I was in my evangelical stage, I called my friend. Because I knew he liked investing, right? And uh, I thought this would be a formality. I was going to call him. Surely I wouldn't need to convince him to invest in AMC. He would know all about it. And as soon as I brought it up, he'd be like, dude, I'm all over that. Oh, yeah, you know. So anyway, I call him about AMC. And he's aware of what's going on with AMC. A lot of people I called had no idea what was going on with AMC. Like, they didn't know. And, but he knew, and he wasn't very bullish on it. And um, he had a, I think at the time he had a position or he was going to get calls, but he just, he wasn't, he he, he wasn't going to be an ape. You know, he wasn't going to just buy and hold. That's the sense that I got. And, you know, we, we didn't talk a whole lot over the summer. Every once in a while we would touch base and we would kind of talk about it a little bit. But he called me yesterday, and he's like, well, you know, how are you doing? And I said, well, geez, I said, you know, now that AMC's in the black, I'm, I'm doing a lot better. And he, he got kind of serious, right? And I can, you know that tone you take with somebody when you're, you, the way you ask a question <laughs> um, so, sort of speaks volumes. And I think the general, you know, concern that he had was you're not really all in on AMC right you're tell me you're not it's like the the Anakin and Padme meme <laughs> you know where she you know she'll ask him a question or he'll say I have a statement she asks the question and then it cuts to him and he just has that blank look on his face and she's like really concerned and I could tell he's like you know are you really all in on AMC or how much of your portfolio is AMC and you're saying, oh, it's all of it. <laughs> you know, any every investment I have, basically, except for a few little things, is AMC. Now I still have my 401k, um, which is mostly, you know, Disney in a in a Vanguard index fund. And that's the that's a vast, vast majority of my retirement. Um, and by the way, Disney's doing really good. So I'm happy about that. That the two things right now that I'm invested in Disney and AMC are both you know, doing okay right now. So that that's a, a big help. But you know, I, I could I could tell my friend was concerned because and it's that that tone of voice and the way you talk to somebody. It's like, look, I can't tell you what to do, but as a friend, I'm going to try to, you know, give you as a fair warning as I can that I think you're making a mistake and you might need to rethink things, but I can't force you to do it. 
Um, and, you know, I, I talked, I said, well, listen, you know, it's not, you know, the investment that we have is not everything we have. We're not going to lose our house. It's not um, all my retirement. I, I said, it's a good position, but it's, it's, it's something we're willing to risk for the payoff of what we think AMC could um, possibly do. Anyway, um, and well, now AMC is back up to, uh, well, it's at 4680. At least it's going up. Hopefully it gets a little better here. Um, but, it, you know, we, we, it's funny, then my phone died. You know, I was telling him about, like, well, look, here's the, here's the deal. I understand it's risky, but this is life-changing money. How many times do you get a chance to do that? And I'm willing to take that risk that, yes, it might not work out. I don't think we'll lose everything because AMC would have to go bankrupt. And right now they got about, you know, $2 billion in cash. So <coughs> long term, I don't know what the future is for AMC. But certainly within the next year or two, they should be okay, at least in a sense of them going bankrupt, right? It should be around. And yes, the stock could dip. But I, again, I've talked about this. It's not like Vegas. You go to Vegas and you, may, you, know, you bet on red and it comes up black. Your money's gone. You make a sports bet and your team loses or you don't cover the bet and you, know, you lose. Your money's gone. I said, at least with this, if it goes down, you might, you might see some losses. But you could always you know, cash out and, and salvage as much of your investment as you can. So of course I'm I'm yapping and yapping and yapping and he hasn't said anything and then I finally say are you there and then I noticed my phone died so so late I charged my phone and later that day I I called my friend back and when I called him back I, I all I wanted to do I wanted because I thought all right well this would be a good podcast I could talk about some podcast so instead of me trying to convince him what a good deal or you know that that why I'm in AMC right. It's like, I wanted to hear from him. And I said, well, what's your take on AMC? <clears throat> and then I made a concerted effort to keep my mouth shut and let my friend talk, right, rather than try to defend my position. So I just let him talk. And his take on it, because he is a, he's a more traditional investor, that he approaches it from that point of view. So he said, you know, theaters, it's kind of a, a dying thing that – the trend is going towards streaming, watching at home. Um, so he was looking at it sort of as a fundamental trade. It didn't make a lot of sense, right? In fact, he told me, it's like, hey, you know, he told me he invested in Moderna. And, it, you know, it, it's done really well because they, they you know, they came up with a, um, you know, a vaccine for the, the, the virus. And But then I, then I did say, I said, you know, there's no fundamentals in this. Well, I understand that. I said, this is purely, you know, we're trading on the squeeze. that the, the hedge funds shorted this stock, maybe criminally so. And they're going to have to cover those shorts. And when they do, the price is going to go sky high. And that's what, what our bet is. That's why we're investing in it. And uh, but anyway, and then his his so the other thing. This is I think before I I asked him to just give me his take on. It. I think I'd made this argument before when we we're talking, but also listening to him, he said, "Well, who's gonna who's gonna margin call these guys? Right? Are they all buddies? And since they know the the price 
on AMC is artificially inflated because of the squeeze? Are the people that would do the margin call not going to do the margin call because they know this is an inflated price? Like, okay, you know, normally we would do this, but we understand this is just an inflated price. We'll shake some of these ape investors loose. Then we can, you know, take care of this at a much lower price than what AMC is at right now. Uh, let's get it back to $2 a share. And then we'll settle these shorts. We're not gonna we're not gonna margin call you right now. So I don't know if it quite works like that. I don't think I don't know if it's anybody's decision whether they're gonna do this or not. They don't want to do it to their body, or this is just you know something that's inevitable that will happen. They have to have this margin on hand, and if they don't, they have to have the collateral for the you know their margin. If they don't, they're gonna get liquidated. But again, that goes back to, well, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know. You can always Google it. You can always do your research. But it was like, well, who actually does the margin call on AMC? And how much of that is automatic that it's going to happen? And how much of that is, eh, maybe we don't need to margin call them. They can, they're good. They're, they're good. We, we, we know they're all right. So those are his, you know, big concerns that fundamentally AMC was overinflated, the price and also, who's really going to force this, you know, margin call on these hedge funds that ultimately that will be the squeeze, you know. Yeah, there might be a gamma squeeze, get that FOMO money. But we're not talking about, you know, doubling our money, possibly tripling our money. We're talking about that 10x, 20x on our investment, a once in a lifetime opportunity. And that's not going to come unless... You know, someone margin calls these hedge funds and they get blown up and they they have to settle. You know, all of a sudden we're looking at 90 plus million shares of AMC getting, you know, settled within a, a day or two. But I always believe a decision should be questioned. And if it's a good decision, it'll survive that test. And if it isn't, you might need to rethink it. So it wasn't like I was going to, aha, I'm going to convince my friend that AMC is, is worth investing in and he needs to put some money into it. That's his decision. I'm beyond that now. I don't try to talk people into and making investments or even selling their investments. That's I can give my opinion on what I'm going to do, but you have to make those decisions for yourself. And I I don't try to convince people to invest in AMC anymore. But my money's invested in it. That's what I'm doing. But you have to make your own decision. Because there, we believe there is manipulation. Is it so corrupt that you, you're never, you know, it's like walking into a casino. And if the casino is corrupt, then you're never going to win any money. <laughs> Why would you gamble there, right? Um, it's hard to believe they don't exactly advertise that. They don't put it on the front of the building. But you know, going into a casino, the odds are against you regardless. It's just how bad are they, right? So it's okay to have your decision to invest in AMC questioned, right? And I have to rethink it. You know, is it is it a risky investment? Yes. Yes, it is risky. But, here's the big but... The reward on that risk is 
amazing, explosive, life-changing money, right? And I've said that these opportunities do not come around very often. There is no guarantee this is going to happen, right? I can't guarantee it. Nobody can. I don't know. I couldn't tell you when or if it's going to happen. Could be today. Could be tomorrow. Could be next week, next month, next year, two years from now. But my belief is there'll be a squeeze. And when there is, you'll have an opportunity to make a lot of money. How much? I don't know. Depends on how high it goes and how long you're willing to hold till it gets to the price that you're willing to sell your shares at. So I concede that it's a risky investment. And and it is always good to be diversified, right? And I am. This is a small portion of my retirement. And uh, um, as far as the cash investment with our individual, that's grown since we started this in May. And it's grown to a fairly, for us, substantial amount, um, just as far as like cash for us, right? Like you look at your checking and we kind of try to maintain a certain level and with, with our paychecks coming in and, and, and it's getting kind of low. It, um, obviously we had a holiday, which delays a few things, a few payments in the bank. It's definitely a risk. And if we lost all that cash investment right now, yeah, that would hurt. That would suck bad because one, we feel it immediately. The Roth, we wouldn't feel for seven years, right? So that one's not so bad, but the cash investment, yeah, that would suck if we lost all that money. We could recover. We wouldn't we wouldn't be broke, but it would suck, definitely. But the other question is who's who's actually gonna call these guys? Who's gonna do the margin call? And that would be the you know, financial institution that's you know either backing these hedge funds or you know, uh, uh, market makers. And, you know, that's a good question. Would they actually do it? You know, if they're, listen, if they're going to be the ones on the hook for these losses, you know, I would think they might. You know, obviously they want to help their friends out and they know if their friends go down, they're going to get hit. But, you know, if, if they're going to be the ones holding the bag, then they want to make sure that the hedge funds, you know, are going to take care of this. So, you know, uh, we'll see. It certainly made me think um, about my decision to be an investor, right? And I have to, you have to justify it. And, I, and you realize, yes, this is a risky investment. Other people who do investing, you know, backed off from this, right? But they certainly didn't go in all in like I did. And again, I've done podcasts about, you know, am I in a cult? Am I addicted to this? And, and some of that is yes and some of that is no. But, you know, even reevaluating it, I'm not changing a thing. If anything, I'm more committed. Like I said, I, I went through a period where I got a little antsy and you know, tried investing in other things, moved some money around, pick up some, you know, GameStop shares. And since then, GameStop has gone down and AMC's gone up. They were, it was basically when I did that, it was about, a, it was a five to one, five for five AMC shares. I got one GameStop share. And now it's closing in on, you know, it'd be, it'd be four AMC shares to one GameStop share, which is why I panicked and, and went back and switched some of the GameStops out. We changed them back. Anyway, it made me rethink it, but I'm also 
happy where I'm at and I'm staying. I did. I picked up another two shares on uh, Tuesday morning pre-market, and I'm you know just sitting tight, just waiting, waiting for that rip, waiting for that push to get into you know past 48, touch 50. You know, how, however long we need to stay in the 50s, fine. Last time I got antsy, this time I'll be patient. Then we get to the 60s, 70s, and at that point, you know, a new all-time high, and then maybe the stock just kind of takes off from there, and we, you know, we can get that squeeze triggered. And maybe that will be the next episode of the AMC Stock Story.